Bora. We back. What's going on, everybody? Thank y'all so much for joining us here for another episode of the Linen Closet yeah. Podcast. I'm Tyler Linen. Thank y'all so much for joining us here today. Y'all already know what I'm going to be talking about. Y'all already know what I'm going to be talking about. The LSU Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying we called that here on this very podcast. I'm not saying that. But we 1,000% the week before the playoffs started had the homie Ryan Humphreys in here. And was I getting carried away? Yeah. Was I kind of doing the optimistic bit? The positivity bit. Yeah, kind of. But I found a way to put the LSU Bengals in the Super Bowl, and they made it to the Super Bowl. I have never been the funniest. Literally, I had somewhere between a dozen to 15 congratulatory either texts or tweets or calls yesterday as if this were something I personally did or this like lifelong battle that I've personally been fighting. I've been sticking with the Bengals like I didn't just get here. But I have to say, like, for real, I, going into this, assumed I would be getting a ton of shit from people. And I haven't, I don't know if it was because I made it super clear the day they drafted Joe Burrow that I was riding with them. I don't know if I made it even more clear the day they drafted Jamar Chase. I don't know if it's because I've been tweeting about them every day for the last two years. I don't know what it is. But people have seemed to just accept the fact that I'm rocking with the Bengals. And that is really, really cool. That is really, really cool. And I have to say, I've been seeing, I'm really big into Bengals Twitter now, because of course, and they all seem to feel the same way. They're like, we understand that all LSU fans are Bengals fans now. And like, that is dope. Welcome. And I've been accepting people on their behalf. I'm not going to lie. I have multiple friends, multiple people who listen to this podcast who are like, hey, can we hop on? Can we hop on the Joe Burrow bandwagon? Can we also be Joe Burrow fans? Hell yes, you can. We're accepting everybody. Everybody is welcome here on the Joe Burrow fandom you are all welcome i if you would have if you would have said a month ago the Bengals were going to be in the super bowl that would have sounded ridiculous but think about even just the beginning of this season that would have sounded ridiculous you had a second year quarterback who was coming off an acl tear with the worst offensive line in football a receiver who by the way Y'all all said couldn't. Y'all all said that was an awful draft pick because he lost the ability to catch a football. I will never let y'all forget it. I will never, ever, ever let y'all forget that Jamar Chase just suddenly couldn't catch a football. Those two men, the second-year quarterback coming off of ACL tear and the wide receiver who can't catch a football, are in the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl, by the way. I'm telling y'all right now, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Is the Rams going to be nightmare fuel for Joe Burrow in that awful offensive line? Yes. Absolutely. But they're going to find a way. I'm telling you all right now, the LSU Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. How wild. <laughs> that is amazing. The funniest thing is there are some people who have given me a little bit of a backlash towards it. But... In the, what, five years, four years that Joe Burrow has been in my life as a diehard, lifelong LSU fan, for the four or five years that Joe Burrow has been in my life, that man has already done more for me than all of my other teams combined. Than all of my other teams combined. The Mavs, 
Won one title, went to a second. But, I mean, I, I have credentials with the Mavs. I get to cover the Mavs. They're by far, I think, you know, the team that I'm probably the biggest fan of. And for no other reason, because Mavs Twitter is amazing, and it makes it such a fun experience. You're talking with all these people. Uh, y'all are listening to the podcast, members of MFFL, members of Mavs Twitter. So I, I, I hate to say, like, oh, they, they've brought me one title and got to a second. Like, man, we got all of Dirk. We're getting Luka. Like, it's a lot more than just one title. But... The Rangers, what, they went to the World Series twice. That was great. But they didn't win either of them. The 2015 and 2016 years were maybe the most two fun years of my sports life. And they blew 2-0 leads in both of them. Lost to the Blue Jays in both of them. The Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys have never done a damn thing for me. Tony Romo did. I'll rock with Tony Romo forever. But the Dallas Cowboys have never done a damn thing for me other than break my heart. Y'all are tripping if you think for a second I'm out here debating between who do I care more about between Joe Burrow and the Dallas Cowboys. It's got to be the dump. Be like, "Mm, do I want to take this job that offers twice as much money? I don't have to do as much work and I'd be working with and for cooler people. Or do I want to stay at this job that doesn't pay very well and I kind of hate everyone around? It's the dumbest. Of course I like Joe Burrow more than I like the Dallas Cowboys. That man has been in my life for four years and has already done more. He brought us a national championship to LSU, had the greatest single season, that LSU team, the greatest college football team of all time. For a, for a one-year span, the greatest college football team I've ever seen. I will cherish that for the rest of my life. And then his first full season in the NFL, he goes to the Super Bowl. In two weeks from now, we'll be doing this podcast talking about how he won the Super Bowl. I am so happy right now, y'all. I am so hyped. They were down by 18 points to the best football player on earth. They were down 18 points to the best football player on earth. By the way, I also am in love with the Bengals defense. Everybody that's not named Eli Apple, Eli Apple is awful. How Eli Apple is on a roster to begin with, I don't know. And then on top of that, he's an even less likable guy than he is bad at football. He's awful at football. I I would make the argument he's the worst starting anything. Not the worst starting cornerback in the NFL. I'll make the argument right now. Eli Apple is the worst starter in the entire NFL. And on top of that, he's just the worst person. Just the worst Everybody not named Eli Apple, I love, well, the offensive line as well. The offensive line as well. But, y'all, I am so happy right now. That's it. I don't even have anything else to talk about. By the way, I should have I promoted this earlier in the show. I'm doing a very bad job at my job right now. But we're about to do something really fun that we've never done before. We've been teasing it a little bit. Um... For those of you that are like OG listeners of the show, have been listening for a long time, y'all might remember the homie Was. We are bringing Was back, and we are doing our first ever movie draft. Something that we wanted to do way back, before I even had brought the podcast back. I don't know that I had quit doing the podcast to begin with, but we wanted to do um, our top 10 horror movies of the 2010s. We wanted to do that like when the 2010s ended. Um, what we decided to do instead of just us ranking our 10 favorites... We made it a draft. So literally, you know, if 
I were to take blank movie, it no, it can't be in his top 10 as well. So we're about to get into that with was. It was a super fun time. I know not everybody cares about horror movies. I get it. That's why. We're going to leave with one final sports thought, something I wanted to touch on last week. Oh, by the way, before I do so, this has been the greatest NFL playoffs of all time. Of my entire life, there have never... I'll, I'll take it a step further. These aren't just the greatest NFL playoffs of all time. These are the greatest playoffs of any sport ever. We've never seen the playoffs this good in anything. There have been some really good MLB playoffs. There have been some really good NBA playoffs. There's been some amazing NHL playoffs. I've never seen anything as good as this year's NFL playoffs. Last weekend, not this the divisional round... The divisional round, four games, all four of them came down to a last-second field goal. All four of them were amazing. I, I genuinely thought Chiefs-Bills, Chiefs-Bills literally may have been the greatest game of all time. Chiefs-Bills may have been the greatest game of all time. Obviously, as a Joe Burrow fan, as an LSU Bengal fan, I like to think Sunday's game was up there with it, but it wasn't better. It probably wasn't as good. It was really, really good, but Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills. That's maybe the greatest football game I've ever seen. I mean, that entire weekend of games, Raiders Bengals was good. Chiefs Bills was good. Green Bay San Francisco was good. Tampa Bay uh, Rams, really good. That's the greatest weekend of football ever. But no, I genuinely believe these are the greatest playoffs we have ever seen. The final thing I want to get into, and unfortunately, I don't have near the passion about it as I had last week when it happened, but we do have to talk about. Um, Barry Bonds does not get into the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds does not get into the Hall of Fame. And um, I will never, ever, ever, ever care about the, NFL, or about the MLB Hall of Fame ever again. Anything that happens from this point doesn't count. Doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. Put whoever you want in. Leave whoever you want out. Who cares? Doesn't matter. If we're not going to put Barry Bonds in there, it it really just doesn't matter. And the worst part of it, you put in David Ortiz. You put in Big Poppy. David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. Poppy is a Hall of Famer. It would be really dumb if he weren't. But how on earth are we putting in David Ortiz his first year on the ballot? But we're going to let go. We're going to let Barry Bonds go 10 whole years. He's not eligible anymore. Barry Bonds is will just will not be a Hall of Famer, but we're putting in David Ortiz. People keep co- complaining about Clemens. I, I'm cool. I mean, I mean Roger Clemens, yes, is also a Hall of Famer, but I don't care near near as much about him as I do Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player, maybe ever. He's the greatest hitter ever. He's one of the most dominant athletes ever of any sport. And we're not going to put him in there because you didn't like him. Literally, anybody who has a vote for the Hall of Fame, it, it should be taken away. We just got to start from scratch. There are a bunch of young, talented writers out there right now who would have put Barry Bonds in. Give, give Chris Halleck a vote. Give Kennedy Landry a vote. Give Levi Weaver a vote. You think Levi Weaver is leaving Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame? No. The only people leaving Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame are 80-year-old white dudes who probably haven't even watched baseball like that for a decade. Who didn't like Barry Bonds because he was a jackass to him? Oh, I'm sorry that while you were writing smear articles about Barry Bonds, every time he came to town, he didn't want to do an interview with you. 
dumbass. Get over it. Like, how on earth? I don't know if you think you're protecting baseball or if you're just making it about yourself. I don't know, but you're not protecting baseball. You're hurting it. You're hurting it. That's the dumbest thing. We're, we're, we're just not going to put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Major League Baseball? Let Barry Bonds coach? If, if Major League Baseball is cool with being affiliated with, with Barry Bonds, how on earth are the writers not putting him in the Hall of Fame? Like at, at this point, you have decided to make it about yourself. At this point, you have decided to say, no, I'm bigger than Major League Baseball. I'm more important than the greatest hitter of all time. I'm going to make sure he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame. You're an idiot. You shouldn't be allowed to watch baseball anymore. It's not that you shouldn't have your vote. You literally shouldn't be allowed to watch baseball. You you should not, you for damn sure should not be allowed in the press box. You shouldn't. If you try to purchase a ticket, they should be like, nah, fam. Mm-mm. We, you're not going to appreciate this. <laughs> you clearly hate this. You clearly hate baseball. Like, why, why would we let you in here? It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. By the way, because the movie draft lasted as long as we are, we're very light on the sports today. I just wanted to get on here and be wild annoying about the LSU Bengals. That's all I wanted to do and also rant about Barry Bonds. But we're about to get into the movie draft with Was. Um, we got a bunch of cool stuff coming up here soon. Obviously, the NBA trade deadline is very, very, very soon, and I promised that we would have Bibbs back to break down everything that happens with the NBA trade deadline. It's looking like for Mavs fans. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, we got that and a bunch more. Obviously, the LSU Bengals are in the Super Bowl. So I will be talking about nothing but that for the next couple of weeks and then, of course, the NBA trade deadline. Trade deadline. But until then, without further ado, here is the first ever horror movie draft with what? All right, ladies and gentlemen, now what some of y'all have been waiting for. We have been teasing this a little bit. I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun. First and foremost, we got the homie Was back for the first time in, like, years. What's going on, Was? Oh, not much. I know it's been like what five years since I've been on a podcast. Oh my god! With you. <laughs> like, I, I was didn't realize that earlier. And I was like, I didn't realize oh, it had been five years. I think it was like 2017, 2016, the last time, yeah. like we for, did this together. For anyone, I mean, a lot of the people listening now probably don't even know. Way back in the day, one, this was mine and Alex Crazy's show, and we had a like live show. It's like a live radio show every Friday night, and I think that was like the last time you would have been on. Yeah. Yeah, it was back like in the in the Alex apartment days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, for anyone, uh, obviously we, we talked about it earlier, but uh, we are about to do our first ever movie draft, something that we'll probably be doing a bunch of moving forward with different categories. Uh, the way it came about was we wanted to do our top 10 horror movies of the 2010s, but then we realized it would be more fun to do it this way. So obviously... Uh, it just prevents us from having any of the same movies. If I take something like the turning with the first pick, obviously you can't have the turning. So that is what we're going to do. Um, I tried to give was the first pick, but he wanted me to have it. So I'll <laughs> be going first. Are you ready? We're ready. Okay. With the first, and I have to real quick, real quick. I feel like I need to lay out to anyone listening as much as you're like, you're trying to get what is for sure your top 10 at the same time, like, I'm kind of having to pick based off what I think was is going to do. And he's kind of having to pick based off what he thinks I'm going to do. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. And we should probably say we have not discussed this whatsoever. No, not at all. Ever. Like top secret, like me and Tyler talk right. like all day, every day. We have avoided this subject like yes. hardcore. To, to prevent it, I literally came up with a list of 25 movies. Like, obviously, I don't think all 25 of them are top 10 material, but like you have to have plenty of extra just in case. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I feel like I'm good. Is there anything else? Oh, for anybody. Oh, real quick. Uh, we will put this on a poll later, probably later in the week. But um, until if y'all haven't seen the poll yet, you can let us know on Twitter or wherever who y'all thought had the better list. Any movies we left out, movies that we included that you don't like, whatever. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Tyler underscore Lennon was. Do you want your Twitter out there? Or would you rather not or what? Yeah, uh, I'm at. What is my even? What's my at? Believe it is Wes K. Potts. That is correct. I just verified. That is W-E-S-K-P-O-T-T-S. <laughs> All right. You ready to go? Ready to go. Oh, also, my last thing, my last thing, I promise. We're <laughs> going to go. Um, any categories y'all would like for us to do, let us know. We're probably going to start with all horror movies. I think we're maybe not in order, but we'll do 2010s, 2000s, 90s, 80s. But at some point, we'll have to move away from horror movies, and we'll need other categories to do. So if there's any kind of category y'all would like to see us do a movie draft on, let us know. We ready? Let's go. With the first pick of our first ever movie draft, this obviously of the 2010 horror movies, I'm taking Jordan Pills Get Out from 2017. I would take yep, that with my I number one it. pick. I called it. I think this was probably the consensus number one pick. Yeah, it's I feel the, like this is the safest the, bet. There, have you ever seen, obviously you have, but for anyone listening, y'all ever see that TikTok where it's like, what your favorite thing says about you? And it's like, this is the safe pick. This is Get Out is the safe pick. Yeah, it's the it's the LeBron James of yes, of horror draft picks. To me, like being a thousand percent honest, I don't even know if there's like a super 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 close second. Like to me, it like straight up was the best horror movie of the 2010s. It's probably my favorite movie of the 2010s, like of any of any genre. Yeah, that's really fair. I feel like there is a close second for me. Yeah, which may lead us into our second pick. Okay, real, real quick, I would like to ask before you say, if you would have had the first pick, would you have went and get out? Yeah, I would have still taken get out. Okay, now let's yeah. hear your first pick. Your first round pick. The second movie off the board. What you got? Okay, we're going with another Jordan Peele movie. I'm going with Us. 2019, his second movie. Arguably just as good yeah. in my mind as Get Out. So I, I remember... I remember when we went and saw it in theaters, you made it sound like you did like it every bit as much. I think I do. And I, I think it's more rewatchable than Get Out. Hot take. I definitely have rewatched it more than Get Out. See, I have not. I've rewatched it maybe, I don't know. So for anyone listening, both was and I just love rewatching movies. Um, yeah. So for me to have seen a movie like six times, like that's not outrageous. But I've probably only seen us like, four times whereas i've probably watched get out 10 times granted it came out two years earlier there was more time to watch it but i still i've probably seen it half as many times something like that yeah that's fair i i probably have seen us like at least 10 times at see least. i believe that like i throw that movie on like just to like hang out now that is a good one the only thing that we seem to disagree on or the main thing that we seem to disagree on with this movie is i think I've heard you say a lot that to you it's a more traditional horror movie where to me Get Out's more of a traditional horror movie. Like it See, to me like Get Out's really really good about like the even just like 
this isn't exactly what it is, but like the creaky house vibes or like just a weird sound. Ooh, what was that? Like to me, Get Out has plenty of that. Yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like we disagree on this one because I feel like Us has like the jump scares. It has the creepy element. Like it has everything you want, like from a scary movie. I I think it's genuinely scarier than Get Out. Like uh, at no point is. in at no point in Us are you like super comfortable with what's going on. Where like I feel I can get out like the first hour or so. Like it's pretty chill. Like it it gets progressively scarier is what I'm, what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I don't know. Agree? I feel like literally get out from the jump. They hit the deer. The cops there. Shit's weird from the jump. Like, I feel like from that, like pretty early in the movie, you're like, yeah, I'm not it's, comfortable it's with weird. anything that's happening here. It's weird, but it's not scary. Like at what point in get out, do you really get scared? It's probably not until like well into okay. the movie. That's fair. It's almost more of like a thriller if we're being honest. Yeah. We're like us, like that opening scene, you know, where they're at the carnival like that. That's genuinely scary. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> you you may you may have sold me on that. You may have like sold right me right out that. the gate. We're getting scared in us. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so our first round picks. I took get out. You have us. We ready to move yep. on to the next round? Yep. Okay, I could go. I could go a couple of different directions here. I feel like this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like. I'm going to take what I'm about to take. And then I feel like I know what you're going next. And I'm perfectly okay. Losing that. I think I would rather have what I'm about to take, which is 2011's the cabin in the woods. That's going to be my second pick of the draft cabin in the woods. That's one of my favorite movies ever made. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with that. Um, that's, that's tough. Yeah. I will never forget. I went. So obviously 2011, like I was maybe like 16 or something then. I was, I remember we were old enough to drive, but I went to the movies with a group of people and they weren't huge horror movie fans. Like it's no one I talk to about movies now, but like, I remember we walked out of the theater and at one time it was like, like a movie where everyone speaks at once. And I was like, I love that movie so much. And everyone else was like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had the exact same experience as you. We did not see that one together. I don't, think but a rare instance in which we didn't see it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no man i absolutely love that movie it was number four on my rankings i was literally gonna take it next if you didn't um it's just fun and it's written by uh this drew goddard and joss whedon uh made the movie and if you don't know both of them were heavily involved in buffy uh lost uh, both of the Cloverfield movies, um, which is all stuff I absolutely love. So just and like yeah. Toy Story. Yeah, which is weird. I mean Joss Whedon has been involved in Yeah, I do I almost. literally like, I don't know how Avengers, I went my whole like... life without knowing that, but I was looking at his IMDB like a month ago and I texted you and you're like, Yeah, and I just kept listing yeah. stuff and you're like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The hits just kept coming with that dude, I guess. <laughs> he doesn't miss, I guess. Um he does not. No, that's one of my favorite movies ever. It like, to me, it does something that very, very, very few things do well, which is meta. Like meta is like something a lot of people like shouldn't like don't even bother tackling it. But when it's done well, it's amazing. And that's what that movie is. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I love it so much. And I feel like we've talked about this before. We both love Scream. And I feel like it has a very similar like vibe, even though it's a very different movie 
I feel like they're like sister movies, if that makes sense. No, I, I they definitely they kick it. They're they're close friends. They enjoy yeah. each other's company. Yeah. They hang out. Uh, what what you got with your second pick? All right. So Tyler just made this really tough. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a quiet place. No. Wow. <laughs> I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. But I absolutely love this movie. It is probably the best movie theater experience I've had in the last five years, easily. It was so tense when we watched it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I will say it probably, so to me, and like I'm not putting it on the same level, but to me, it's probably the best movie experience or a movie theater experience since Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I feel the exact same way. I'm not I gonna love lie. that movie. I don't know what it is. I do like that movie a lot. And I think when like we saw that one together and we saw it with a bunch of people, usually it's just you and I, but we saw that one with a group of friends. You and I were really high on it. Everyone else didn't seem to be as high, but for whatever reason, as more and more and more time passes, I don't, I like, I love that movie a little bit less. I don't know why. I still love it. It's still a great movie, but like, I, I will say, I will say it's one flaw is it, it is not as rewatchable at home. It's not. Because there's too much, obviously there's too much going on at home. Like there's sound, like it, you can't recreate the theater experience, but I rank it so high because that theater experience was so perfect. Like that to me, that movie was like everything you'd ever want, like from a horror movie in a movie theater. Like that, okay, 10 so out that's, of 10, like <laughs> that's now, the one. Now that you say that, that's exactly why I love it less and less over time, because when you do try to rewatch it, it just never, ever, ever hits that same way. And that's probably yeah. why it's like lost a little bit of that for me over time. Yeah. And and that's fair. I'll give you that. Also, the sequel didn't help it a lot. Yeah. I want to forget that the sequel exists. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of this podcast, the sequel does not exist. That's fair. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> it what it doesn't even apply to this list. I mean, that was a that came out in the 20s, right? I think yeah so. it was a yeah. 2021 movie yeah it yeah, came out last so. year yeah. it was the first like big post-pandemic movie I think so for the sake of this conversation we don't even have to pretend it exists yeah so so far I have get out cabin in the woods you have us in a quiet place yep now this is like for me my toughest pick because I can do one of two things I can go with what I want to go with or I can try to steal a movie from you. I can't believe this movie's made it this far. I would have to assume it's what you pick next. But I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it for you. I'm picking my favorite movie of the 2010s. I'm picking my favorite movie in a really long time. I'm going with the reason why we all know and love Anya Taylor-Joy. I'm taking The Witch. Yeah, that's a movie. I, I, I that's a movie I could have saved till the very end because I know you weren't going to pick it, but I can't. Yeah, like, as much as I want to, was not. As much as I want to be strategic and everything, like at the end of the day, like that, I just want to go ahead and get out of the way. Like that's my favorite movie. I, I want to pick it. Right. Yeah. It's your what top three? I have it as number one, actually. Yeah. Number yeah. one. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I, yeah. I, so I, I held out. I held out, even though I knew you weren't going to take it. I held out. I will say. um I absolutely love that movie, but I also love Robert Eggers. He's went on to make The Lighthouse, which is amazing. And now he's about to make, um, what, The Northman or whatever that's called? That looks amazing as well. Yeah. I love his little uh, cinematic universe he's got going on. I don't know. Obviously, I watched that that movie like way, 
way later after the fact. Like, I think you had told me about it. Like, hey, you need to watch this. It's on Netflix. I just couldn't get into it. And and I finished it. I finished it and I'm like, I don't know. I just, I didn't connect. I don't know if it was because I watched it on Netflix, like way later or, or what, but. It's also, I mean, it's a very slow movie and the dialect is just all of it's like, you're either going to really be into this or probably not going to care for this a whole lot. Yeah. So that is my third pick. I feel like I know where you're going here, but let's hear it. All right. That's my third pick. I'm taking The Last Exorcism. Oh my God. What is happening right now? <laughs> oh my is that God. A shocker? Yes. Is Only that a be- shocker? N- not because, like, I would have also at some point taken that movie. That's just not where I thought you were going there. All right. Here's why I chose that movie. I don't necessarily think it's the my third best movie or like the third best movie of the decade, but I feel like it is the scariest movie I watched in the 2010s by far. It was it the it's the only movie. So you said earlier was likes to rewatch horror movies. I have never rewatched this movie because <laughs> it is so scary. That movie is <laughs> terrifying. I'm pretty sure I I'm almost positive we went and saw this together, right? I know we saw I, I'm pretty sure we did. I think we did. It is one money on it. It's 1000% the most scared I've ever been in a movie theater. And I've watched it maybe two or three times since well, as recently as like a year ago. And I remember texting you like pretty early into the movie. And I was like, nah, this shit holds up. It is still terrifying. Yeah. And what's yeah. weird is I've talked to a ton of people <laughs> and everyone either 1000% agrees or they're like, no, that wasn't scary. Like I remember uh, going to see that on like a Friday night or whatever. I get to school the next Monday. I tell everyone I know, I'm like, dude, that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Y'all got to go see it. The next Monday rolls around and I had so many people that are like, I can't believe you made me go watch that movie. That wasn't scary. It wasn't good. But then I talked to other people who are like, no, that movie is terrifying. Yeah, no, it, it legitimately is scary. Like, I think it's the only movie theater experience where I genuinely like close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that movie is terrifying. Like, like, I could not handle any more of it. Like, <laughs> I 100% agree with you. So um, right. going in, going into round four, I have The Witch, Get Out, Cabin in the Woods. You have Us, The Last Exorcism, and A Quiet Place. Yes. Okay. At what point are you going to just make me take this movie? Uh, if you, I think I know what you're talking about, and if you don't take it, I'm going to take it next. Um, I, I think. I'm just going to stick to my list. I'm not going to steal it. I'm just going to stick to my list. I'm going with 2018's Hereditary by Ari Aster. All right. That is another one of those you and I went and saw together. And not, it was, I think, around the scene, which is like infamous now. Anyone that's ever been on TikTok has probably seen it. It's where, um, what's her name? Tony Collette should have won or should have at least been nominated for an Oscar, the dinner table scene where they're all, you know, where she's screaming. I remember looking at you and being like, I don't even think this is a movie. I think it's a social experiment to see how uncomfortable they can make people. No, it, it genuinely, I think that's all it was. I think the first two hours of that movie was just like, let's see how uncomfortable we can make people feel. That's fair. There's kind of a plot going on and everything, but for the most part, it's just like, what can we do next to make someone wild uncomfortable? So without going into details, I'll just leave it at the the scene with his sister, that right. whole, how, how all that played out. I think I genuinely like leaned over to you and I was like, man, 
I am uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. And understandable. That's one of those, like, um, you know how people like say the phrase, like you could hear a pin drop or whatever. Like that theater was quiet. You could have heard yeah. everyone in the theater heard you whisper to me <laughs> mm-hmm. that you are uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. I love that movie. And oddly enough, I've had a couple people tag me in like a tweet or a Facebook post or whatever where they're like, you're an absolute psychopath if Hereditary is your comfort movie, but I love that movie. I can't, like, I'll literally be having an awful day or something, I'll just throw on Hereditary, and, like, I've probably seen that movie, like, seven times. I think I've rewatched it maybe maybe twice since then. It, it's good, like, I'll give you that. It, it did not make my top ten. Fair. But, I mean, it's good. If for no other reason, it needs to be watched once every so often just to see Tony Collette kill it. Like, that's one of my favorite performances ever. Yeah, and I feel like it gets progressively scarier. Like, I feel like the last probably 20 minutes of the movie, really scary. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So um, yeah. let's uh, let's go ahead. Now, I feel like you have to take it here, but let's see what you do. All right. I am taking The Conjuring. There it is. There it is. All right. I've been so, waiting for like two or three rounds now. I just I know how much I, you love this movie, how much everyone loves this movie. I just was expecting it. I feel like it defined like the decade of horror movies. Obviously, there's a ton of sequel spinoffs. Just I feel like horror like revolved around that movie. Um, when the first one came out, though, like I feel like it was kind of like a shock because we hadn't had like that kind of movie in a while. Like based on true events kind of movie. Like there's something wrong with the house kind of movie. At least done well, and that one was done probably as good as as you can do. Yeah, I mean, I think um, if you were to poll, like, just any average person, like, they they have it. If they don't go number – I mean, I think a lot of people would even go number one with it. But, I mean, it's in everyone's – no matter if yeah. you're, like, a huge horror movie fan or you're a casual, even the people who, like, only yeah. list indie-type movies, like, they would include it as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so weird, though, too, because I, I feel like it's, like, peak – commercial horror too like james wan james wan made this movie who (laughs) make all the fast and the furious movies like i I feel like it's kind of like the fast and the furious of horror but i mean i I also love fast and the furious so (laughs) fair (laughs) now what does that say about me i don't know (laughs) to me what's crazy about those movies is i i didn't know this for the longest time until like pretty deep into the universe like they had made multiple sequels and spinoffs and everything before i like saw someone point out no one ever dies in any of those movies and like people think of it as like no that's a really like those are scary movies and like they do feel that way and like even though no one ever dies in those movies you never feel like oh we're good because i know no one's gonna die like no it still gets you like you're still you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure so shout out like i said i thought i knew if i went get out you would go us and then I figured it was going to be your second pick, honestly. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to go yeah. really high with it. Yeah, I, I didn't. But... Now from... And, and... Huh? Go, go ahead. No, you got it. I was just going to say, I feel like the, the Conjuring had probably like two or three of the scariest scenes in any movie. Fair. So, I mean, I'll give it that. Maybe it Fair. should have gone higher just for and that the, reason. The rewatch value on it is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can throw that on by yourself. You could throw it on around people like no one's ever going to be like, why are we watching The Conjuring? Yeah, I feel like it's it's one of your like go to's like when you have people over and you want to watch a scary movie like you throw on The Conjuring. I agree with that. 
So uh, we have now made it four rounds. My list is The Witch, Get Out, Cabin in the Woods, Hereditary. You have Us, The Conjuring, The Last Exorcism, and A Quiet Place. Yes. And I, I think we've officially reached the point where I'm not sure how much like carryover we're going to have with each other. Oh, I feel like this is where we're going to go completely opposite. I feel like we've picked the movies that we agree on. Yeah. This is where it's going to get interesting. I think so. Um, I don't even know how to, <laughs> I don't even know there how to approach be, it now. I feel like I'm just going to go with how I have them ranked at this point. I feel like there may be one more that we both agree on. Maybe I'm looking at my What's list the- and I'm trying to see what, uh, I could see one or two maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, with my fifth pick, I'm going with a movie that a lot of people straight up don't know about, but everyone I've ever talked to that has seen it, loved it. Uh, it was came out in 2014. You can watch it on Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. It came out, I think it was a Netflix original um, or exclusive. It is Creep. Yeah. Have you even seen Creep? Yeah, I have seen it. Did you like it? I did not like it. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. I remember... Um, I found it with one of our mutual buddies and we randomly just was like looking for a movie, threw it on. And we got real, like it was very early into the movie and we were both just like, yo, this was a really good call. Like, I don't know what this is or why we're here, but this is about to be awesome. Yeah. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> I will say everyone I've ever showed that movie to was creeped the hell out by it. I mean, it's, it's weird. I don't know. I, I feel like it just doesn't hit for me. It, it doesn't give me what I want from a horror movie. Oh, it does for me. It really, it's really just does. weird. It's just weirder than anything. And I, I don't like stuff that is too real, if that makes sense. Oh, it is. It feels very real. And I feel like that one is, is very, very real. I've probably watched that movie six or seven times. I love that movie. And it like it's a it's a pretty quick movie. And for uh, some backstory, it stars uh, Mark Duplass, and he and his buddy uh, they made it together. And it's literally they're the only two characters in the movie. It's um, like a found footage movie. And when they set out, they didn't have a script or anything. They were going to make a comedy movie, and they realized pretty early on they're like, no, this plays way 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 better as horror. And again, they never had a script. They never wrote a script. They just like went. And I thought. I don't know. For a movie that no one had heard of, no one was expecting, it had no budget, it had no big actor. I mean, Mark Duplass was in, like, The League, which I love, but, like, at that time, like, people didn't really know who Mark Duplass was, you know what I mean? I just think with all that as context, like, that movie is way better than it needed to be. Yeah. And for context, yeah. I, for context, I have it number seven. I mean, shout out to him for doing that. that I actually did not know that. That actually makes me kind of like it a little bit more it's it's still not good in my mind but <laughs> i don't know did the awareness to like very quickly be like dude what if we, what if we just make it a horror movie okay yeah, yeah. let's go yeah good call good call what uh what you got as number five or your fifth pick all right i'm going with the movie that i thought you might have taken last round but i'm going with your next no damn yeah. it damn it i almost went your next just because i thought that was damn it (laughs) that hurts like that hurts my feelings more than anything you could have done this entire draft i I begged you and begged you and begged you to watch that movie i knew that that was going to be the one that got you (laughs) to and i thought you would have taken it before now (laughs) 
<laughs> it was going to be my next pick. I literally went back and forth on those two, and I was like, I think I'm good. I just went for it. Damn it. Great, great call on yeah. your part. Yeah. I mean, that movie is so, so fun. It is the perfect, like, action horror movie, in my mind at least. Mm-hmm. Probably has the best final girl yep. of the decade, easily. To me, I, I don't even know. Like, who else is even – it's her. It's her. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, your next yeah, also. I don't even know. I don't even know who else it would be. Yeah, it, that's another right. one with kind of a cool backstory. So it technically was made in 2011, but it never hit theaters until 2013, and it got like a very short theater run. And I happened to be living in Galveston at the time, and I'd seen some trailers for it, and I was doing nothing, so I went to the movie theater. I was like, whatever, this looks kind of cool. And it blew my mind. Like you said, it's just a very, very, very fun movie. Every time I throw it on, like it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, um, Aaron, I believe is her name in the movie, like for sure, maybe my favorite final girl ever. Like she's not the best final girl ever, but she's maybe mine and she's for sure is the best final girl of the last like decade. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So five rounds deep, we are halfway through. I have The Witch, Get Out, Cabin in the Woods, Hereditary and Creep. You have Us, The Conjuring, Your Next, The Last Exorcism and A Quiet Place. Um, With my sixth pick, I'm going to take um, It Follows. I'm going to take It Follows with my sixth pick. All right, fair enough, fair enough. It, it Follows is, to me, um, in a lot of ways, kind of a perfect movie. I don't think it's, like, the best movie in the world, but it is kind of a perfect movie for, like, a number of reasons. It kind of is, like, a perfect modern slasher, but it has all these things, like, everyone who loves this movie refers to it as a timeless movie because it does a bunch of little things like even from a setting and like standpoint, it could have been made in the eighties or it could have been made today. Like who knows the cars look like maybe they were made today. Maybe they were made 30 years ago. All the technology in that movie, the characters, the way they dress, like it is timeless. You could watch that movie 20 years from now and it wouldn't feel dated or like, I don't know. It's just a really, really cool movie. I love the concept of it. Uh, I love, I think that's another one. That's just a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It it didn't make my list, but I do enjoy it. And I, I feel like that movie is kind of where, like, horror pivoted, like, it, during the decade, like, to smart, intelligent, like, message underneath things kind of yes. kind of stuff. I agree. Um, to me, whether it, it's one of the best or not, it is, like, one of the most defining or most influential movies of the decade. Yeah, I feel like it definitely changed. It raised the bar. I feel like after that movie, we got like so many just smart, smart, like beautifully done horror movies. I agree. Also, it, um, I don't know how to even word or explain this, but it does something that very, very, very few movies do. And it, it's like something, uh, me and one of our buddies, Chance, we talk, we probably have this conversation like once a year. And it's like, what would you do if you were in that situation? And I love a good, what would you do in this situation? How would you get out of this movie? Would you survive this movie? And it like actually makes you like, I don't want to give too much of the, well, I mean, the movie is literally seven years old. I think we can talk about it. Yeah. Just, just spoil it. (laughs) It's essentially, um, there's a entity that is chasing you. It gets passed on to you from sex. And if it gets to you, it's forever chasing you. It can, be in whatever shape or form it needs to be that would get closer to you. If it gets you, it kills you and it goes back to whoever had it before you, or you can pass it on to somebody else. And it literally just makes for really good. Like, how do you get out of this situation? What would your move be? No. 
Oh, are you asking me? I was asking, but. Okay. Okay. That's my bad. Uh, man, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. Oh, no, no. I wasn't asking I, I what would... you would do. I was just saying like, it, I was asking oh, for, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for vindication. Yeah. Like it does do that. Yeah, it does do that. Anyway, do that. with the sixth pick, who you got in the sixth <laughs> round? Sorry. That's my bad. I'm an idiot. <laughs> who you got All in the right. sixth round was? All right. I'm going with a movie. I don't even know that you've seen Tyler. Ooh, and this okay. might be the only one you haven't seen on my list, but I'm okay. going with Annihilation. Yeah, you're right. 20, I have not seen that 2018. Movie. It's a just weird, like sci-fi horror movie. Has a absolutely stellar cast. It's got Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, Oscar Isaac, like A-list of A-list people in it. Um, so smart, so well done. Um, just just a good good like sci-fi horror movie um i feel like that's one like type of horror that i really love that i don't know that you really like like i feel like like i love like alien and like right stuff like that and i feel like this is done in the same vein and man i i I love that movie and it's also like one of the like most beautifully like shot movies ever right oh yeah like for sure so that's one of those unfortunately i listened to a couple podcasts and the way the podcast is set up is literally the two hosts take turns. One of them will watch a movie. The other one hasn't seen. And they literally walk them through the movie and give them options. Like, okay, what would you do here? What do you think happens here? And they try to see if they would survive the movie. So unfortunately I know the entire, like scene for scene. I know that movie. I just haven't seen it, but it sounds everyone I've ever talked to that has seen it. Loves it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good very very rewatchable it's it's man i don't know it's just it's amazing i love it no that's a solid pick one i probably yeah. not probably i mean i haven't seen it so i wouldn't have gotten to it but that is a great pick and i think that's one that a lot of the people listening would probably have as well it's either that or one that's going to make them say like oh yeah that's a really good pick yeah so yeah. uh through six rounds we have four left each i've got the witch get out cabin in the woods hereditary creep it follows you have us, The Conjuring, You're Next, The Last Exorcism, A Quiet Place, Annihilation. Um, in the seventh round, I'm going to take... There's one more that I know you're going to pick at some point, and I can't decide if I want to try to get you back a little bit for the Your Next pick. Um screw it let's do it absolute worst case scenario if you weren't going to take this i can live with having it on my list uh it is 2011's paranormal activity 3 Ooh, it, that was not on my list and it really should have been it probably should have been you got I would have bet there. i would have bet good money that was going to be on your list so for anyone listening yeah. was and i absolutely love paranormal activity we love the paranormal activity I say that I love the paranormal activity franchise was loves the first three. And I genuinely think, uh, I mean, you got to go with the first one as number one, but like PA three is right behind it. Yeah. I would go one, three, two. If I had to rank them, I I don't even bother to acknowledge what four through what they go to seven, six, seven, seven. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pretend like those don't exist. For no, I think it's even eight well. now. Didn't I think they just? I think it might be eight now. Good. Didn't they just do one this past year? Or they're about to do one. Uh, I feel like, I feel like that's a thing. 
I think it is. And I'm pretty know. sure that's how that's how little I care about those the, sequels. So I know <laughs> I don't know if it's out yet or not, but I know the plot is this girl goes and lives in like an Amish community. Like mm. that's either brand new or it's about to come out. But uh Paranormal Activity 3, another super, super, super rewatchable movie. And I think maybe because it does kind of play on like the 80s, 90s aesthetic, whenever that was. But it has like if someone made me pick top like five, top ten scariest scenes of a movie like it's up there that end scene uh where the guy's figuring it out and he's trying to get out of there he walk he leaves the house he walks across to the other little building he opens the door and all the old ladies are in there do that that like is nightmare fuel yeah yeah the whole which i feel like it's like that with all three of the paranormal activity movies like the last 10 minutes like horrible Yes. Not horrible, like not horrible, like bad, like horrible, like scary, like. <laughs> Dude, so much so this happened to me. I don't know how I let it happen. Uh, it was not this past year, but I think the year before. Obviously, I watch horror movies like all the time. But obviously, in October, I try to watch as many as I can. And I literally, for like two, three years in a row, I would give myself a number. Uh, it was like thirty movies, forty movies, whatever. And I was trying to watch an X amount. This happened to me either like two nights in a row or within the same week because I was watching all the Paranormal Activity movies, but I accidentally fell asleep and woke up during that scene. And I like have never been that scared in my entire life. The other the other moment was in PA one. I happened to wake (laughs) up right when Katie is like crawling to the camera. Dude, I literally was like, I like couldn't find the remote fast enough. I finally couldn't find the remote and I turned the TV off. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this right now. Yeah, you you felt Toby in the room with you. Yes. <laughs> Even though I've seen both of those movies a hundred times, I know the scene. Like, still, it's like, no, I'm not doing this. So that was what my seventh pick, or say one, two, three, four, five, six. So that was my seventh pick, Paranormal Activity three. All right, all right, okay. With my seventh pick, I, I thought you might have picked this one, but I'm going with Split. Oh hell yeah! I do have that on my list. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. James McAvoy, so, so good in that movie. The Return of M. Night Shyamalan, like as a credible, which you probably think The Visit is his return, but I disagree. It was this movie in my so, mind. So, no, I agree with you. It is this movie. I personally love The Visit, but like you can't, it, it is this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He, ha- he hasn't done anything since this movie in my mind. So. Chill. He returned and then left again. But <laughs> now I personally I mean, love Glass, and that's what something like you and I hugely disagree on. I love that no, movie. No, trash but it's emoji. also <laughs> it's also because I love Anya Taylor Joy. And the fact you said James McAvoy before Anya Taylor Joy bothers me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, dude. He played what 24 characters in yeah. one movie? <laughs> in one movie, <laughs> fair. But she was amazing. No, she didn't play 24 characters though. Fair. <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna have to take the L on this one. That's fair. I mean, losing yeah. to James McAvoy, that's it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was just like a goat like performance in my mind. Like And I mean, they obviously every um M Night movie does have a twist and no, I mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we all made it the entire movie without knowing it was the sequel to Unbreakable, right? Yeah, they kept that such a good secret too. Like I'm pretty sure that's it, like an in credit scene. Yeah, it it literally was an in credit scene. We just see Bruce Willis like in that little diner, mm-hmm. and 
and I think I even, because I think we saw that together, did we not? I think I leaned over to you and I was like, oh, it's a sequel to Unbreakable. Oh, maybe that did happen. I think I you're right. That, I said that to somebody. <laughs> I had never seen Unbreakable. Yeah. At that point, I'd never seen Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. I I remember like watching it like years before I saw Split or whatever. But yeah, never ever would have thought like those were associated whatsoever. I would also argue Split is another really, really, really rewatchable movie. For sure. I yeah, mean, obviously sure. anything that's in our list here is going to be a rewatchable movie, but I mean, I've probably seen that movie five times and it came out in 2016. So like, that's like once a year at this point. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's definitely fun. And the way, I guess in my mind, like I know it's a rewatchable movie. That movie is always on cable. True. Always it is. like is always on FX. <laughs> it is true. I yeah. feel like they wanted glass to be that as well. And it just wasn't. Yeah, they tried. They missed, though. <laughs> it felt like a layup. Like, dude, you, I mean, you, you of all people know how excited I was for Glass. And you kept telling me, you're like, man, you know, there's a strong chance this isn't going to be what you want it to be. Yeah. And I feel like it wasn't, even though you like it. <laughs> it, it had all the makings of something that should be good, but it, it wasn't. Fair enough. Oh, uh, where are we going yeah. into the eighth round now? Yep. yep. I'm torn between two movies here. I think I'm safe with both of them. I'm not positive. Um, I'll take my chance. I think I'm safe on both of them. But um, in the eighth round, I'm going with a movie from 2015. I think it was a Netflix original or a Netflix exclusive. Maybe I have that wrong. But uh, The Invitation. Ooh, that's a good one. I absolutely love that movie. Um, yeah. There's a podcast you and I listen to, and it's actually where we got the idea for the movie draft. It's the big picture. But um, the two hosts on that, or two of the hosts, Sean Finnessy and uh, Chris Ryan, they obviously live in L.A. and everything, and they made the joke that, like, that's every L.A. dinner party ever. And, like, I've always assumed that to be true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> that movie is literally perfect. I love that movie. It's kind of it's not a fun watch necessarily. And I find it to be something you almost kind of have to watch by yourself. Like a lot of the time, unless the other person with you is also feeling it as much as you are. A lot of people get bored by this movie. A lot of people don't care for it, but I love every time I've seen this movie, except for once or twice, it was by myself. And like, I love throwing this on by myself and just watching it. Yeah, that's fair. I've probably only seen it like twice. But yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I feel like it's a it's a solo movie. This will sound weird. I think of it as like if Uncut Gems were a horror movie. Like the whole time is just like a lot of angst, Dude, a lot is, of uncomfortableness. That is a perfect analogy. Thank you. For- <laughs> that is perfect. I, as soon as I said that, I was like, I don't know if that makes any sense or not. It makes sense to me, but <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. That makes me happy. All right. Um, <laughs> that was not one that you had on your list or anything. No, and it, man, you've given me like two or three that I genuinely think like should have been on should have been on my list. Fair for the record, I don't know if we said this earlier or not. Um, we probably won't spend a bunch of time doing so, but when we get done, any carryover, any leftovers that we have, we will include them as honorable mentions just to to mention them. But yeah, yeah. Uh, what you got with your eighth pick? All right, with my eighth pick, I'm going with Don't Breathe. Ooh. Good call. 
Yeah, 2016. Uh, another movie, and this is what <laughs> this is what's so funny to me. Like when I was putting together my list, like I I kind of noticed something about myself. So that is the second movie that kind of revolves around like being very quiet. <laughs> like, oh, so I picked Quiet Place with my second pick. Like, Good call. I, like, don't don't breathe. Like it was a very similar like theater experience. Oh, different well, now movie, different movie, but same vibe. Like it, it revolved around like being as quiet as possible. <laughs> so now should I take should I take Hush after this just to just to cover my bases? Or yeah, it's a funny thing. Hush was in my honorable mentions. So, <laughs> like, that's three movies in my like twenty that I made for this podcast. Dude, but, but like to that point, that's a great premise. Like yeah, because especially if you're in the theater, like dude, that includes you in the movie. You're also like, oh no, oh no, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like that it, gets... it's just super tense. And yes. I was like, but when I was thinking about, it, I was like, well, am I just scared of like silence like, more than anything <laughs> else? Like. I, guess I, personally, so. I, don't know. I personally am tar- terrified of it but <laughs> yeah yeah so. uh no also i love that movie as well don't love the second one we went and saw that not too long ago don't love it but uh do love don't no. breathe no. also this... don't breathe is another one of those it's a hall of famer for that movie with that one scene that everyone knows about yeah every yeah. time anyone mentions that movie they go "Ooh, gross yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it, I mean, it's gross. Is it no need un- to? Is it wild unnecessary? Absolutely, <laughs> but effective, it's, yes. <laughs> it's wild unnecessary, absolutely. And yeah, yes. the the second one, horrible. But I think that's the hardest we have ever laughed in a horror movie. Was it? I think so. Yeah, you might be right. There's one yeah. thing, the uh, the hardest you and I have ever laughed was during Strangers Pray at Night. Yeah. He was Stranger on so Frank. much fire. That dude was on. He was on so <laughs> much fire. Uh, that's another movie for no reason at all. I've seen Strangers Pray at Night probably five times. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be one of our categories at some point. Awful horror movies that we love, because there are so many awful horror movies that I tell you, and you're like, that movie sucks. Why do you like that movie so much? <laughs> and I feel like surely you have some as well. So that's gonna be yeah. one of our categories at some point. Awful, yeah, awful, yeah. awful horror movies that we just love for no reason. Yeah, we all have one. Yes. Or two. We have to come up with 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the top two draft. <laughs> it might be a mini, a mini episode. Yeah. Um, anything else on Don't Breathe before we go on? No, you can, you can go ahead. All right. In the ninth round, I only have two left that I for sure, for sure want to get. Hopefully, you don't steal them from me. Number nine, I'm going 2019's Midsommar. Ooh, that's a good one. Another Ari Aster movie. Yep. If, if anyone hasn't noticed... Uh, I went with both Hereditary and Mitzmar, so I do love Ari Aster. Yeah. Um, that's another one, man. It is just the – he is the king of just making people uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so divisive, too. Like, I feel like, just like you said with Hereditary, like, either you love that movie or you hate it. Yep. I will never forget. Um, I showed this movie to a person not that long ago. This person asked me, told me that they wanted to watch it. We watched the whole movie. And of course, I love this movie. This is like my sixth time watching this movie. And they looked at me afterwards and said, did you think I was going to like that? <laughs> and like, I feel like that's a fair reaction. Like, yeah, if you, if because there's people like, no, you're not going to like that. And to anyone, like, no one's ever been like, I don't like that movie. And I, I've never been the least bit surprised by it. Like, I get it. Yeah. 
No, I get that's it. Fair. I feel like I had a very similar conversation with my wife, like, because I feel like she mentioned something about watching it not too long ago, and I just told her straight up, I was like, look, you're not going <laughs> to like it. Like, <laughs> you are not going to like it. <laughs> Let me save you the trouble, because yeah, it's like, save, I don't know how long the movie hours. actually is, but it feels like it's like four hours. Man, it's such a slow burn, and and I feel like it's different from Hereditary in that it doesn't have like the the beginning like scares like beginning like thick plot points that like kind of move the story forward it's just very like slow yep and it really never gets off the ground for me at least i think that's part of kind of what makes it effective this will sound weird and maybe people listening are gonna have no clue what i'm talking about but because it never picks up it's like you're just stuck in it you're stuck in this until it's over and it's never going anywhere. It's never going to get where you think like it's, you're just kind of stuck here. Yeah. And I will say if nothing else, it introduced all of us into one of our favorite, favorite people on earth now. Oh yeah. Florence Pugh. Yeah. Love Florence Let's Pugh. Let's go. Yeah. I love Florence Pugh as much as I love Anya Taylor Joy, if we're being honest. Ooh, I love her more. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. That yeah. is my ninth pick, Midsommar. What you got? Yeah. All right. I'm going with a very commercial movie with my number nine pick. But can I guess I it? Can like... I, well, never mind. I'm not going to guess it just because we do have two more. If it was your final pick, I would have guessed. But uh, let, let's right. hear it. All right. I'm going with The Purge. Dude. Okay. That is one um, I also had. If nothing else, I was going to have it as an honorable mention. I feel like even if it's not in your top 10, it is wild influential. It is kind of a defining yeah. movie of the decade. Yeah. So – I kind of struggle back and forth with this one, which Purge movie I should pick. Cause I, I like all of those movies. I probably like the first one the least, even though I'm taking it with the number nine pick. Um, it just introduced the idea. And I feel like it's such an interesting, an interesting idea. Something like we never like touched on in horror before. You know, like in you hindsight, it, it's almost weird that we, ne- that we hadn't got it before. Right. Right. It's, it's like a psychological kind of thing too. Like, it's just so like the whole plot of the movie is so interesting, even though I think like the third one is probably better. I, I kind of battled back and forth. Like, do I go with the third one or the first one? And I'm going with the first one just because it's OG. It introduced right. the idea. See, I actually did the exact same thing you did when I wrote it down. I, again, I knew I wasn't probably going to pick it, but I wanted to have it as an honorable mention. I did the same thing. I was like, which one do I pick? And I just threw down the first one. I was like, that's the OG one. And like, to your point, it's the only one where you're just kind of stuck in that one house and it's only this group of people. And then out every movie outside of that, you kind of get to see the universe. You kind of get to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's probably the, mo- the the only one that is a more or less a traditional horror movie too Ooh, you know that's like, a good actually i wouldn't i wouldn't thousand percent agree with you there i think all the sequels are like they they slowly turn into like action movies with like a little bit of like creepy jason statham could have starred in one of the purges he could have right right they're they're all really good though i agree i love all the like purges. A, like and that, that's like, another one that's on tv all the time one of the purge movies yeah. is always on especially like during the summer I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like a Saturday in July, it will be on TNT or TBS or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Or uh, FX. Yeah. It's it's on somewhere. 
it's the fourth of july horror yep. movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really is we have a bunch of like summer like camp you know summer camp type of movies and then on fourth of july it's like yeah we need to watch purge i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh for my 10th and final pick this is one of my favorite movies ever and uh, it's the only seasonal movie i think we have on here is this movie i literally watch it every single christmas eve it is better watch out from 2016 I made you watch that movie. I remember, and I remember you not like loving it, but you being like, "It's it's it's fine." Yeah, it's that's exactly how I would. (laughs) It to anyone that doesn't, it's it's fine. (laughs) To anyone that doesn't know what Better Watch Out is, the best way I can explain it is if Home Alone were like a genuine horror movie. That's what this is. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, Yeah. it's like yeah, horror movie, the horror movie version. And fun fact, uh, the two people at Stars, I don't have their names off the top of my head and I'm not doing all that work, but the same two kids that were in the visit together. Yeah. So that's and it, it it has um what's that dude's name? Is it Daker? That is that how you say it? Daker Montgomery? Maybe. Who what, what else uh, is he in? Let me pull it up really quick. He's in Stranger Things. He's Billy, Billy from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. yes yeah, yeah he's yeah. like kind of the the boyfriend or side piece kind of guy or whatever yeah yeah. he comes into stranger things like season three maybe or something like that uh season two or season three he's yeah 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 he wasn't in the first season for sure yeah i think you're right i think it is season two yeah 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 that's no, a it's that's to me a fun movie i don't know like i said i literally yeah. watch it every christmas eve that's my weird tradition that i have yeah that's fair all right, was the final pick of the draft, and then we'll get to our right. honorable mentions and everything. Um, can I tell you what I think it is? Yes. I think you're going to go, oh, my God. Oh, no. Did we miss one? Did we miss a really good one that we should have I, I think we missed a huge I, one. Time out, time out, time I, out, time out, time out, time out. Let me – oh, my God. All right, I might be able to save the day, dude. Like, say you have to. Was you have to save it? Do I, can I give a hint or something? It's do or die. No, I gotta just, I gotta just shoot the shot. Oh my god! Can I get rid of one of my movies? Oh my god! No, we made an awful, awful mistake. No, oh. no, 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 no! I gotta do it. Okay. All right. With my final pick, I'm going with Sinister. Oh, that's not where that. I mean, yeah. Oh damn! I, mean, yeah. I missed. I shanked. I shanked the shot. Oh, I can't believe we missed this. All Sinister, right. let's talk about Sinister before we... Airball. Yeah. I airballed it. I, I can't... Right. I, admit, bad, I, I didn't have it either. <laughs> no, Sinister, that's... Right. Sinister to me are... It's Sinister and The Conjuring. That was like the early 2010s. Those two movies to me kind of like kick-started what was commercial horror for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, that's the perfect way to, to say it. Um, just a really fun movie. Um, it's... It has so many of like the like traditional like horror like trope kind of things. I feel like it's easy to make fun of. <laughs> like true. Like oh yeah, a writer who moves into a scary house. Like things start to happen, and the mom starts telling him, but the dad doesn't believe him. Right. And all of a sudden, like the dining room chair is hovering. Like <laughs> you know. No, it's literally like but, you'll see you'll see TikToks about it every now and then that are like every dad slash husband in a horror movie. And like, it pretty much is Ethan Hawke's character from Sinister. He knew exactly what he was getting himself into. He didn't tell anybody when they finally found out, he's like, well, I don't know what y'all want from me. This is like, I mean, we're doing (laughs) it. 
too bad. <laughs> I don't know why y'all thought I was going to say something. He's like, I got to finish my book. I'm sorry. I need an ending. <laughs> and then also the sheriff deputy or whatever, who's just like, you know, I'll do all this research for you. If you like throw my name in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I just want to shout out, but no, that being said, like it is funny to make fun of, but I genuinely think it's really scary too. It is a very scary movie. It has some of the scariest moments like in horror, like from the decade for sure. Also another one of those, the sequel is awful, but this is going to sound really, really, really weird. But I remember there was a time there was like, like the whole year from when it came out to like the next year or two, like a real conversation you'd have with people is like, so what was your favorite take from Sinister? Yeah. <laughs> Which is such yeah. a weird thing to say because they're weird. all gross, but. Yeah. Weird, weird conversation. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to throw out. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. I feel like it maybe had the creepiest, like, quote unquote, like bad guy in it too. Oh, that's a really good call. Yeah. I, I can't think of another movie we have on here, which granted the 2010s kind of got away from some of that stuff, but yeah. it does have the scariest bad guy, but ghoul or whatever. It was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, it reminded all of us, sorry to you who someone is a father, but also it reminded us that children are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it reminded us that children are terrifying. That's fair. Yeah. Um, do you ready? Are we ready for the honorable mentions? Yeah, let's go. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna say all of our now that we have our final list, I will say them again at Tyler underscore Lennon on Twitter. He is at Wes K Potts. Let us know who you think had um, the better list. But for me, it's The Witch, Get Out, Cabin in the Woods, Hereditary, Creep, It Follows, Midsommar, The Invitation, Better Watch Out, and Paranormal Activity Three. Was has us. The Conjuring, You're Next, Sinister, The Last Exorcism, Split, A Quiet Place, Annihilation, Don't Breathe, and The Perch. Are you ready for a move? You're, you're about to be so mad at yourself. All right. I am so mad. You saw how mad I got when I realized <laughs> what we had done. I know. I, when I say this, I bet, I bet in hindsight you'd have had it as a top four, top five pick. Like you'd have picked it in the first half of the draft, I think, in hindsight. I probably right. also would have. Right. It's I think both of our favorite sequel, like one of the best sequels ever. It is Doctor Sleep. Ooh. Yeah. I can't believe neither of us even had Doctor Sleep. Did you have that as a honorable mention or anything? I didn't have it on my list at See, all. We somehow missed Doctor Sleep. I don't know how that happened. Man, I love that movie. That movie is so much fun. I love that movie so much. Who would Great have thought? Cast. Great cast, too. Yep. Ian McGregor, so great. Rebecca Ferguson, great. Jacob Tremblay, who now is like a famous name for a kid actor. I mean, that was a great yeah. cast. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good movie. Honestly, I know people didn't love it, but like it's everything that I would have wanted from a like shining sequel. That movie is so, 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 so much better than anyone would have get. Like if I would have told, so I actually remember the book, Dr. Sleep, the book didn't even come out until like 2013 or 2014. And yeah. obviously The Shining, what came out like in the seventies. Um, I think generally speaking, if you would have asked someone again, especially if you didn't know anything about the book or whatever, if you'd have said, hey, it's been 40 years and we're about to do a Shining sequel, you'd be like, that's an awful idea. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. awful. 
Yeah. 100%. Instead, and I will say the premise to Dr. Sleep sounds ridiculous. It doesn't sound like it should be good, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, out of curiosity, how many do you have left over as honorable mentions? Uh, let me count them really quick. I've got four. Uh, okay, I have seven. Let me get a couple out of the way real quick, and then we'll kind of – or no, you just go ahead. We'll go one for one until you're done, and then I'll just throw my last couple out. So uh, what you got? All right. Um, I've got Life, uh, 2017 horror movie. Kind of it's set in space, very similar to um, Alien, which I said I loved earlier. Very I don't similar, know if I know what that like- is. Oh, man, it's good. It's got uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, basically same same premise as Alien. Um, It's it's astronauts up in space. They're bringing home this foreign life form. Uh, It starts advancing, like kind of messing with them, gets up in the like AC shafts and like starts, you know, like picking off them, picking off the astronauts one by one. has a little bit different ending, different vibe than Alien, but man, it's it's really, really good. I can't believe I've never seen, I don't know, know that I've even heard of it. When you said that, I was like, yeah. I don't know what that is, I don't think. Yeah, it's 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 good. Watch it. Bet. For sure. Um, yeah. Then I've got, go okay. ahead. Well, I was just going to go back one and one until you're out. Um, for my okay, next honorable mention, I will go with another Robert Edgar's movie, uh, the Lighthouse came out in 2019. It's all black and white. Stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Love that movie. Did you ever end up seeing that or no? I did not watch it. It is a super fun movie. And it's even shot. I don't know what the correct term for this is. People that know film better than I would. But um, if you go see it, you know how like if you're watching a widescreen movie, how like there's the black on top and on bottom. Yeah. It's that way, but vertical. So it's like you shot it on your iPhone and like it's this vertical screen and then off to the left and right is black space it's that way for the entire movie it's in black and white it's set in like the 16 or 1700s so they're speaking like 1700s new england talk but it's amazing yeah Yeah. pre pre iphone days yes it is amazing (laughs) not pre iphone days my favorite iphone movie can we do that my favorite what was that movie that you hated that i love un it's called unsane it was shot completely completely on an iphone 7 <laughs> uh, what like steven soderbergh or something like yeah, yeah yeah not even not even the most current iphone at the time it was like he literally chose like an iphone like from two or three generations ago fair shot an entire movie on it <laughs> called it good you hated that movie i loved it i hated it like it, was, it, it didn't take it, you very it was, long to realize you hated it either like you were like no, pretty early into no. the movie and i was like damn it because i'd already seen it once and i wanted it to take you again and no. i was like oh he hates it yeah it was like so you know how iphones like pre pre-camera or pre-third camera update or whatever like they had that really grainy like yeah. kind of orange color like when you would take pictures you couldn't like adjust the lighting yet or anything that's what this entire movie looked like yep <laughs> just so kind of make you a little nauseous to look at yeah yep. yeah it, it, it kind of looked like throw up like, <laughs> like Fair. throw up vibes <laughs> just throw up adjacent yeah. all right lighthouse is my honorable mention what you got all right i'm gonna go with or, or i have 
had Insidious on my honorable mention. Oh, I didn't. I don't know why I forgot about Insidious. Yeah, it was made right on, like right at the beginning of 2010, so it barely yeah. made the cut, or or was released right at like the beginning of 2010. Insidious um, is another one of those that strongly, strongly suffers from how bad the rest of the franchise is. Yeah, the sequels are really, really bad. But I mean, I, I'll go back and watch the first Insidious movie, and then it's it's good. It, it holds I don't up have for it, sure. I don't have it on the same level as like The Conjuring or or um, Sinister or anything like that. But it's funny it, you it's, mentioned those two, and it's probably just the time. And you know, you're talking like 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. But like for whatever reason, it feels like those three movies are grouped together. It's Insidious, Sinister, and The yeah, Conjuring. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was like the whole like family horror kind yeah. of movie. Oh, that's exactly time. What it is. I mean it, it that was kind of like when we started like putting like A-list people back into horror movies I think Patrick Wilson is in, both, in both The Conjuring yeah. and Insidious so like I mean shout out to him for being the horror dad of the decade <laughs> but um but yeah man it's it's really good it has that's another of one of those moments true it has a couple the, like really scary the whole, moments the whole like red demon like split face uh-huh. scene, uh, and then the also scenes, like, the tiptoe through the tulips or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a couple That's scenes that are just like really like burn into your mind. Like <laughs> it also has one of the best WTF was that moments where we're like, okay, so the lady knows that her son went through this and just never thought to tell anybody. Like, hey, I might actually have some experience here. Yeah, yeah, she was not very helpful. <laughs> no, not at yeah. all. She's just like, I don't know what it could be. I've never seen yeah. anything like this before. She takes the top prize as worst horror movie grandmother. Yes, ever. <laughs> like, Maybe even more than the visit. Ooh, okay. She wasn't really their grandmother. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. fair. Uh, my next, my next honorable mention. I think maybe the best survival movie of the 2010s. It is called Green Room. If you haven't seen it. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix still, I think. Um, it's about this punk band. They're on tour. Uh, they're almost done with the tour. They decide to do one last show. This will sound weird. Bear with me. But they get trapped in the green room of this venue. Um, it's ran by Nazis. And Patrick Stewart is the main one, oddly enough. And they witness some stuff they weren't supposed to witness. And then they're stuck in the green room trying to survive. And it is really yeah. good. I've never heard of this. Sir Patrick Stewart is in this movie. Sir Patrick Stewart plays a <laughs> Nazi. And oh, yeah. What? Yep. Wow. wow. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's really, really good. And it's another one of those because it's a survival movie. It's like, ooh, how would I get out of this situation? What would I do? I've it, I've accepted I would not make it out of that movie alive. Yeah. Fair enough. What, what you got as your next honorable mention? All right. My next honorable mention. I mentioned it earlier. Pat Hush. On oh my, yeah good list. call good call um again another just be quiet movie <laughs> i absolutely so. love um damn it i'm drawing a blank the director also directed dr sleep uh oculus uh, yeah, uh Bly manor yeah let me google it really quick he's he's married to the girl yeah they do all their stuff together yeah what is his name oh man Mike Flanagan. Mike that's, Flanagan. That's At yeah, any other is. point in life, I would have known his name is Mike Flanagan. Yeah. It's a Bloomhouse movie, which I can't mm-hmm. believe we made it this far into the podcast 
not mentioning Blumhouse one. They literally, I think the entire decade is defined by that, and then the back half is kind of A twenty four. But it's a, it's those two studios. Yeah, and yeah. they literally. Uh, so I mean, we're then, both we're both big fans of the Bill Simmons show and they've had him on a few different times and he literally kind of broke down what the strategy was and they killed it. They literally, we are going to buy horror movies for cheap and people are going to come see them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, even get out, like they bought all these movies. None of them cost more than like 10 million. Yeah. They made what probably 80% of both of our lists. Like I'm just looking back. I mean, a ton of it. I mean, they, yeah, they were horror. Yeah, one thousand percent. I feel like they did start to fall off, like the last what three or four years of the decade, maybe. I mean, like they would have surprise hits, like um, Happy Death Day is a lot better than it probably should be. You know, it it had they had some that kind of saved it, but they also had the whole point was they didn't. It wasn't a matter of like we're only taking movies we think will be really good. No, they took a, a ton of awful movies like The Gallows and Unfriended, but they were cheap and people went and saw them. Yeah. But then they yeah, also had hits like Get Out. That's fair. I feel um, like, the, to your point though, I feel like they got like more and more into like teen, yes, teen horror movies. Which was a great strategy though. People love, like, like kids love going to see teen horror movies. Yeah. I feel like Lucy Hale, like that's their yeah, brand now. They made like, Lucy Hale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the one she was in the first one? Uh, they go on like a vacation, Truth or Dare, or something like that. No, Truth or Dare is the one where they play Truth or Dare, but yeah, there's but one called they... like the, it's called like the, res, uh, uh, what is Fantasy Island? It was, oh, yeah. it was a, it was a, so the show like in the what, 60s, 70s, it was mm-hmm. called Fantasy Island. They like redid it like in a horror kind of way, I guess. I was thinking of Truth or Dare though, by the way. Lucy Hale was in Truth or Dare. Yeah, she's in both of them for sure. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, My next honorable mention it's one that I very easily could have had my top 10. Um, if I'd have been doing a top 10 against other people, I may have thrown it in there pretty early just to prevent them from getting it, but I knew you weren't going to have it, and then I just kind of got carried away. But um, The Babadook, great horror movie. It's one of the smartest horror movies in a long time. Uh, it is one of those that a lot of people didn't care for. They didn't understand it, but it's it's a great movie. Yeah, that's fair. I did not have that one on my list, but – to your point, I feel like that's a really, really smart horror movie. Yeah, it's, we've seen a lot more horror movies start to delve into like, you know, mental health issues and stuff. And like, it was one of not the first to ever do that or anything, but like, I think we weren't seeing a lot of that at the time and it did it really, really well. Yeah, it's, it deals a lot with like grief too, which, right. yeah, it's really good. Uh, you got another, what, what do you have? One or two more? I got one more. One more. All right. For my last one, I've got Ready or Not. Uh, oh damn it how did we ah that's another really good one yeah really really good one uh fun premise um kind of kind of like a sister movie too um um you're next Mm -hmm. i picked your next over it it kind of battled back and forth like in my top 10 which one of those movies should i take i went with your next just because it was the first movie kind of like that um ready or not a little bit different premise but kind of same same vibe yeah, ready or not, uh, I also love that movie, but I remember you like loving, loving, loving that movie. And I mean, dude, yeah. Samara Weaving, she's slowly becoming a, a scream queen of this generation herself. Love Samara Weaving. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, I had a few more that I'll run through really quick. I don't need to spend too much time on any of them. Uh, one of them is from 2011 called The Innkeepers. It is directed by Ty West, who's by far my favorite director. He directed my favorite movie. It's a really good movie. You should check it out. You can find it on like Amazon Prime for free, I think, if you have a subscription or whatever. Um, I also have Paranormal Activity 2. I did want to include it just because I think it is also worth mentioning probably. Um, one that I thought you were maybe going to have, but then we've both agreed it didn't age near as well as we thought it would. It from 2017. Yeah, I, I thought about putting that one on my list, and at least in like an honorable mention, but I don't know. Every time I rewatch it since we saw it in the theater, like, I don't know. It's it's corny. Yeah, it did not. I think I loved it in theaters, but to your point, it just did not age. It, it does not hold up the way I thought it would. And then it chapter two just isn't near like that good either. So, no. And I, I feel like so many things have been done in a similar way to that movie like i feel yeah, like Stranger that was things it, it, it might as well it even has like, a member of the it has like the main kid or one of the main kids from stranger things yeah i feel like i just saw that same movie like over and over or tv show over and over like it's i don't know i feel it, like there then, was a there was a weird time period where they're like hey do you want to see like 12 year olds from 1986 ride a bike around town if so we got you covered. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to see 12-year-olds exactly in the 80s riding bicycles? <laughs> we got you. Yeah. No, no parents to be found. No parents Just to be found. Kids solving the world's problems. Yep. <laughs> Fighting monsters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my final two, real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, one of them from 2017. It may have actually been a Netflix original as well. The Ritual. The Ritual, super dope movie. And then I have the 2018 remake of Suspiria. Ooh, two solid picks. Suspiria is a super dope movie. I went into it. I had never seen the original. I knew what it was, but I hadn't seen it. So I went into it not knowing what to expect. And it's actually nothing like the original, but it's a super dope movie. It stars, um, help me out, Fifty Shades of Grey, the girl. Uh, Dakota Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's super yeah. dope in it. And then it also has, um, let me see. It had another famous person in it. Um, Oh, Tilda Swinton and Chloe Grace Moretz Ooh. is who I was thinking of. That's kind of a yeah. cast, dude. Tilda that's, Swinton, that's Dakota cast. Johnson, and Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. That is solid. Anything else was? Man, that's it. That's it for me. All right. So for real, uh, like I said, we'll wait a couple of days. We're recording this Monday night. Um, maybe later in the week, we will put the list on Twitter, and it will be a poll that people can vote on. But for any of you that heard this before the poll came out, y'all tell us what y'all thought. We will definitely be doing more of this. Um, if y'all have something y'all would like to see us do next or a certain decade or whatever, let us know and we'll try to work those in. But otherwise, we'll probably just do 2000s next, I would think. Yeah, man. And, and even if it's not horror specific, like true, throw some throw some ideas out there. Like true. Like, I feel like I like all kinds of movies. Like, no, I do as well. I do as well. Yeah. So we're down for anything. But was until yeah. next time, dude. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, sir. We'll do it again soon. All right. See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time. Y'all give it up for the homie was. That was our first ever movie draft. We're going to be doing a lot more of that. Um, I think, obviously, we don't have anything set in stone yet. I would. I think it would be cool to do that once a month, something like that. Um, and like we said, we have a number of different categories and topics that we want to get into. Anything that y'all would like to see us do, please let us know. We will do our very best. We have 
obviously you're going to do everything horror related that we can, but like we both said, it by no means has to be that. So anything y'all have for us, please send it our way at Tyler underscore Lennon. You can let me know on Twitter what you thought about our movie drafts, who you thought had the better one, anything we left off, anything uh, you don't agree with, please. We would love to interact with all that stuff because we've been here for a minute. Again, I, I got all the sports stuff in that I wanted to get. So we're about to get out of here. Like I said, a bunch of cool stuff coming up here in the next few weeks. Y'all stay with us. In the meantime, you can check out any of our work on the uh, on the Tyler Lennon Show, on Chad's Media. This past week we had Ty Rick Rollison. Uh, we're getting a ton of views on that, getting a ton of feedback on that. That was an awesome interview. Y'all go check that out. Uh, also, we got one with Keenan Clayton coming up here very soon. We talk all about his career at OU, his time with the Eagles. That was awesome. So I know a lot of y'all are going to want to check that out. That is coming soon. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with us tonight. Until the next time, love y'all.